0: You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 210, with Jim Palmer. Today we're talking about identifying and overcoming your fears.
1: Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, Former Army Medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael.
0: What's up, what's up, men of abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community. And the audio today is still kind of echoey because I still have nothing on the walls in my new home office. But um, that will change very soon. I'm going to take this weekend and get this all organized. Just have a few boxes, some bookshelves that I need to put the books on and and get some stuff on the walls so hopefully it won't sound so echoey and uh, sound like I'm in some sort of an echo chamber or something. Anyhow, I am still having a blast out here doing what I do in Florida, in Tampa, Florida and talking to you guys and sharing all these amazing, amazing conversations. Today's conversation, man, I just dig watching Jim. He does these live videos. And he's on his boat traveling around. That's where his house. And I'll share that in his bio here in a minute. But it is just so important to overcome your fears. And if you care to do so, start the business of your dreams. And that's much of the conversation that we're gonna have today. And you know, I want to send a huge thank you to every single one of you who have been sharing men of abundance. I have been getting so much feedback recently and I don't honestly. I have not been tracking exactly where uh, and and who is sharing Men of Abundance because I'm not paying any advertising. And if I was paying advertising, of course, I'd be tracking the results and seeing where my money is being best spent. But Men of Abundance is 100% word of mouth. Every person that I have a conversation with, all of my guests, they share it, and then all of you amazing listeners all over the world, 63 countries, the last I checked are uh, sharing men of abundance with the people that you know in your circles i greatly appreciate that i really do and for those of you who have been introduced to men of abundance recently or in the past if you haven't already done so thank the person who introduced you to men of abundance because you know giving thanks for what's in your life right now is part of what men of abundance is all about Once I started giving thanks, waking up in the morning and just being thankful for the people in my life, thankful for the things in my life, because I am thankful for things that I have that make my life easier. For instance, this Mac computer and this microphone and pop screen and this amazing office that I'm in now in my new home. Uh, I'm just thankful for everything. And once you realize that you can be grateful for the things that you currently have in your life, regardless of what they are so much more will come into your life. You know, it's one of those things that you just can't explain, or at least I can't explain it. I can just tell you point blank, fact of the matter is, once you are grateful for the things that you currently have, then you can start becoming more and getting more, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Get that out of your mind. Do not let anybody tell you that wanting to be more and wanting more in your life is a bad thing. People like to use the Bible, they like to use scripture to say that you should remain poor, and you should remain humble, and I do 100% agree you should remain humble, but you can remain humble on your way to becoming more of who you can be, and become and, and having more of what you want. And for me personally, more means more relationships, better relationships, and those relationships lead to much more opportunity in life and learning, and growing, and becoming the man that I want to be, and becoming the husband and the father that I want to be. For instance, I recently became a member of a mastermind group, a group of coaches, and I connected with a guy who is actually here in Tampa, Florida, and he contacted me. He's part of a networking group that he cannot attend his network event this Tuesday, so he contacted me on Facebook and said, hey, I, I dig what you're doing, I like who you are, I would like for you to sub in for me because I can't attend this upcoming event. So he's given me the opportunity to sub in for him so that I can meet more people in the community. And he doesn't have to do that. We're in the same industry. We have the same business model, basically. He's him. I'm me. We present a little bit differently. But he's given me the opportunity to step into his place and meet many people that he is, in fact, either doing business with or working on doing business with. And he is abundant in his mindset, and I greatly, greatly appreciate the opportunity, his trust in me, and that he is a true abundant leader in our community. And it just shows how amazing this community is, and I'm truly looking forward to getting into it and meeting all of these other business owners. Now, if Steve had thought for a minute that I was a uh, conniving individual, a person that was not an abundant leader, then chances are he would have never offered that opportunity to me. So guys, be abundant in your thoughts, be abundant in your actions, and amazing things will come your way. I promise. All right, let me introduce you to our featured guest today. Jim Palmer is a marketing and business building expert and in-demand small business coach. He is the founder of the Dream Business Academy and Dream Business Coaching and Mastermind Program. Jim is the host of Dream Business Coach TV and Dream Business Radio podcast. Jim is a serial entrepreneur and creator of no-hassle newsletters, no-hassle social media, concierge print and mail, on-demand success advantage publishing, and custom article generator, just to name a few. Jim is also the acclaimed author of Just Say Yes, Create Your Dream Business, and Live Your Dream Lifestyle, Decide, The Ultimate Success Trigger, Stop Waiting For It To Get Easier, The Fastest Way To Hire Profits. Stick Like Glue, It's Okay to Be Scared, But Never Give Up, and The Magic of Newsletter Marketing. Currently, Jim and his wife Stephanie, along with their rescue dog Blue, are living their dream aboard their floating home. Jim conducts business from his boat and enjoys traveling the east coast of the United States. They spend time in New England near one daughter and two grandchildren on the Chesapeake Bay, where they can be near their family and friends in southeastern Pennsylvania. And in the winter, they take their boat to Florida to escape the cold. Jim is truly working and living a life of abundance and his dream. Men of Abundance, it is my honor to introduce you to Jim Palmer. Jim, welcome to Men of Abundance, man. How you doing?
1: I'm great. Thanks for so much for having me on. I mean, I I think your show is awesome, and I, I honestly love the title. I'm a big title guy, <laughs> so uh, I hope, hope it's going well for you,
0: Jim. I truly appreciate that. And you know, the funny thing about the title is, the cool thing about the title is, um, I didn't plan this. I didn't know that it was going to work out that way. But I've been able to get some really really cool guests other than yourself on as I reached out to them, and as soon as they saw the title, some you know pretty big names were like, heck yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to be on a show titled Men of Abundance, right?
1: and and hence there there's the importance of marketing i mean seriously it's a yeah. uh, your show is good but it all starts with with a great headline or you know in yeah. marketing
0: oh absolutely and you know that it's interesting that you say that in we're both in marketing and you know i talk to so many people and they're like well you know the the they have a great message but it's just not packaged right it's like books you know look at all the hundreds you know hundreds of thousands probably millions of books written out there that never get read because they don't market their book. They don't have that, that marketing mindset. They just have a great message. They don't know how to get it out there, and it's just a shame.
1: I must have looked at uh, half a dozen websites for uh, some folks and you know, in the last week or so, Wally, and most of them have a logo and their address at the top, if, mm. as if that's the hook.
0: <laughs> it's not. People, okay, for you guys out there, what he's referring to 100%, people do not care about your logo. But spending thousands of dollars on logos. you got to get the message right. Yeah. That's my take on it anyway.
1: Well, there so, we go. I, th- I think we're going to have a good conversation. I
0: think so too. Where are you at in the world?
1: Well, right now we're in uh, the Upper Chesapeake Bay in Maryland. Um, not sure if you know my wife and I. We live on a boat and we travel up and down the east coast of the United States.
0: Yeah, yeah. I read that, man, and I love that. That is so... Man, I really dig that. And at at the time (laughs) of this conversation, I'm 15 days away from leaving Hawaii and going to join my family in Tampa, Florida. We've been doing split ops since September, and I've been traveling back and forth. And I'm going there to retire, man. And I want to just get an RV and travel the United States and, and at some point maybe trade in the wheels for a boat, you know
1: so that that is so cool well hopefully we talk about that a little bit here but if not i'd love to talk to you more about that offline that is so cool Mm
0: -hmm. yeah absolutely we might not have time today but today's about you man i want to i want to talk more about you and before we get started here i'd like to start out with an attitude of gratitude what do you have to be grateful for today
1: my health just passed another six-month exam i've been a survivor for uh uh 17 years
0: oh no kidding yeah man that is huge yeah, yeah, every every you've... six
1: months as a survivor and i've talked to other people you're just wondering if there's a stray cell just been floating around your body not landing you know it's yeah. probably a little irrational but it's also rational because it does happen and you know every time mm-hmm. i my doctor comes say, okay you're good jim see you in six months i'm like big sigh of relief
0: that's huge that is so huge and 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 you know, at some point, I'd like to get in. Maybe you'll be able to share some of what you're doing, because obviously, you're you're living life on purpose, and you're not taking your health by chance anymore. And I don't know that you did before, but I lost my mom. She had bre- um, lung cancer. She quit smoking the day she got uh, um, diagnosed, and I think she it was about another six years later, and ended up brain cancer got her. So, Ugh. you know, your blessings are just huge, and and I wholeheartedly feel that uh, with you and your family
1: every, every day is a gift and a blessing and uh, a good friend of mine um, just had cancer he had successful surgery and I'm, I'm like Scott this this will change your life you'll see this as a blessing you're going to look at life and your kids and everything that's in front of you in such a different way. You know, I was 41 years old and I, I doubt at the time, Wally, that I was thinking about my mortality. And if anybody would have asked me, hey, how long you think you got? Well, I said, well, I guess I'm getting close to middle age, <laughs> you know, yeah. another 40, 50 years. But for three weeks, I didn't know if my the average chance of my being alive past five years uh, was either 50-50 or 80-20. And I mean, you get really clear about what's important real, real fast.
0: You know, I had a conversation with another gentleman at one point and I can't remember the name off the top of my head as I talked to so many people. But he actually it was interesting the conversation was that he actually had a date. He knew basically he was told by the doctors and all this stuff that he knew when he was it was gonna it was the end. And it to me <laughs> it's weird to think about think of it this way, but that was almost like a blessing. You actually know when it's gonna happen, type of thing. Outside of any tragic accident or something like that. The rest of us are wandering through life thinking we know, but really don't, because anything can happen at any given time.
1: That's right, and and nobody knows. Not even the best doctors, they don't know, unless it's a pre-planned thing. They just don't know.
0: They just don't. It's been time. Look at, I mean, um, you know, Stephen Hawkins, for instance, was told he had two years at best. Um, I have uh, other friends have ALS, We're told, a friend of mine here in Hawaii has ALS, was told that he, you know, he had literally a year. And it's been six. You know, I mean, you you just don't know. But the thing is, um, the thing about the gentleman that I was talking about before was he lived his life every day. Like tomorrow was the last day. Or yeah. tonight was the last night. And like you said, it's life-altering to either have that happen to you or to a family member, which in a sense is happening to you. So... Yeah, it's definitely life-changing for sure.
1: Every day, you know, and listen, I have my bad days like everybody else, but every, I, the expression is every day I can put my feet on the ground is a good day.
0: <laughs> exactly. On the ground <laughs> instead of under the ground. Absolutely. That's 100%. right. So, Jim, how would you describe yourself?
1: Um, I for, well, for a for I've been married 38 years, raised four four children, and but as a businessman, I'm I'm a coach, and I, I kind of stumbled into that because it turned out I was a pretty good entrepreneur, and then a lot of people wanted to know how I you know, I created multiple many six-figure businesses, and they wanted me to teach them how to do that, and part of that was um, honestly I think not uh, not luck or happenstance; it was kind of the plan all along. Uh, if you know I never thought I'd write books I've written 12 books and things like that and what's interesting I think Wally and, and I talk to my clients about this is that you don't know really what your gift is. You have an idea of what, when you start a business, for example, you have an idea what your your gift and your talent is and you start a business now, but you don't, don't know what's going to be happening five years or 10 years down the road, right? And um, the thing is, you always have to have your eyes wide open. And I think the thing that brings me the most joy today, well, first of all, I've, I've created a business and very blessed to be able to do what I do three days a week. My wife and I have this amazing lifestyle that we, we really, really worked hard to make happen, um, but, you know, to quote my my, uh, well, my seventh book, it was just to say, yes, a lot of people dream big, Wally, but not many people do big, <laughs> and, you know, when Stephanie came home one day after work and said, we need a big adventure, and I honestly didn't know if she meant, okay, we're going to go somewhere other than Uno's for dinner <laughs> or, or mm-hmm. what she had in mind, but she had been working a, a high-stress job in, a, in an industry for 25 years, and you know, we've, we raised, again, we raised four kids, we've been in the same house for almost 30 years, said, no, we got to go do something, we've been living very safe, predictable lives, you know what I mean, always had the insurance, and we always did things the right way, says, so we got to go do something big, and I mean, long story short, she came up with the idea of living on a boat, and I mean, I, I, I grabbed that brass ring before she could yank it back, and right? said, yes, <laughs> sign me up, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, The funny thing about that is when you, I believe when you have um, something big, whether it's a, I want to own a a beach house or a mountain house, I just want to pay, I want to pay for my kids' education. Everybody has their own idea of what's a big dream. And I think initially people become romantically engaged that dream, like, you know, oh my gosh, your, your heart goes a pitter patter, you're, you're breathing heavy. You go to bed thinking about it, you wake up thinking about it, but then the other side of your brain opens up and starts, pardon the expression, pissing all over your dream because the what ifs take over. Mm-hmm. And for me, we were both so excited about, oh, we're going to sell our house, we're going to live on this boat, we're going to travel and see parts of the country and but then the what ifs for me were like, well, I've never driven a 50-foot boat before. What if I run aground? What if I hit something in a marina and there's a bunch of people around to watch me do it? And what if we get lost? What if I have engine trouble and What if I run aground? All these things that start giving you the heebie-jeebies, but not until you say yes do you get to learn, wow, I really am capable of running aground and getting off, because I've done it three times, Uh you know? I run Uh out of fuel. I mean, I've done all of the things I worried about, and as I say to Stephanie, hey, we're still floating, we're still having a, a big adventure, and I think that's just... I think you know, in in the world of business and and in life, I think there's dreamers and doers, and and the doers, in my opinion, have a lot more fun.
0: Absolutely, no, absolutely. Dreamers end up very stressed out, um, <laughs> that, and the you know always the, you know the uh, I will do that when you know, and like you said, they they basically should all over themselves. Um, you know, I should do this and I should do that, but then the what is coming? That's brilliant. I love that, and I love that you're doing that. So, as far as let's back up just a little bit. As far as the business coaching, and uh, you know, you just found out that it's natural about you doing that. And that you mentioned something about, you know, a lot of us don't really know what our gifts are. What can you say to the guys out there who, really, at this point, know, they don't really know what their gift are or what their gift is. How do they find well, that? How do they figure
1: that well, out? Well, I think it might be you might be able to have it come out if you work with somebody. I didn't happen to do that, but what I have learned though is that I think your real gifts emerge on the other side of the fear that's holding you back. Um, When I started coaching uh, almost ten years ago, um, you know, I I started my my first year I had six clients, and then I had eleven, and I kind of leveled off at fifteen. I said, "Well, this 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 is a lot of work. I I want I really want to make it big." and I put myself in this mastermind group with some high-level coaches and they really really challenged me and one of the things there's a lot of fears that you know I had a real fear of public speaking of I didn't want to do my own um, seminars and live events which is really something every coach needs to do if you have a service you know type business you need to be doing that and, um, but I was so well I was just so deathly afraid of that I mean first of all the public speaking part forget getting up in front of you know forty or four hundred people for an, an hour what if you gotta do it for three days <laughs> you know what I mean and, and it's expensive to put on put on your own event and what if nobody comes So there's a lot of head trash but I, I ultimately busted through that and I put on my first event in Vegas about four or five years ago and um, turns out I was pretty good at it and when um, I think I had 32 people come to my first event, and some people reached out to me after the event and uh, during the breaks. I mean, really, I mean, to some people that I thought, wow, look at these people. And, you know, everybody's got a persona and a public image, so to speak, right? I, I get that. That's marketing. But a couple people said, Jim, what you've just shared. Has given me the the you've told me what I need to know to keep on keeping on because I start I reveal a lot about what well, my hang ups I had serious money issues and things like that and I I really decided if I was going to do a seminar I wanted that to be, be different than the average put up a speaker every hour. They wow you for an app for 30 minutes, you know, with content and then 30 minutes pitching you on their $2,000 program. <laughs> so I wanted to do something where it was really all teaching and value. So that's what I did. And and the comments I got was like, wow, I really need to do this. And I actually felt good about myself. So that that's what I mean. I mean, I had that skill set in me. I, I used to be in the franchise business and I would be like the guy running the call center the helpline, so to speak. And so I was helping people. Little did I, I didn't even realize what I was doing back then was coaching. I thought I was just running the franchise help desk, you know? (laughs) So it's funny what we go through, but it wasn't until I stepped through one of my biggest fears and I I did my own event that I realized this is what I was made to do. And, And me being able to create those businesses and achieve some success, that gives me the credentials to be able to do this. But it wasn't the It wasn't me creating these different successful businesses that, although it felt good and I was proud of myself, that was the springboard to do what I'm doing today, if that makes sense.
0: No, it does make sense. And one of the other things that you had mentioned earlier was that it was kind of on accident. And that's why I, you know, it wasn't really planned. And that's why I explained to guys so many times, it's like, look, put yourself in situations that you would normally not be in. Uh, For instance, you know, if you like public speaking, for instance, go to a um, rotary club, just check it out, see what it's about. And then, you know, get some guys to kind of egg you on to get up there and give a speech about whatever it is. You may be good at it. You don't know, but experience as much as you possibly can. And through that, you're going to find your Zen. You're going to find your skill and, and, you know, your, your happy place, if you will, you know, you're just going to find it. You're going to find your zone. But you won't if you just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And you know you're miserable doing that. So get out and do something different.
1: Yeah, we tend to become very robotic in our lives. And um, it wasn't until I lost my job that I realized, wow, I've Mm. just become robotic. Leave the house at 630, get home at 630 or whatever. And, And it's like that's just life. And, you know, my life was interrupted in a big way when I lost my job. And, you know, by the way, I got cancer while I was unemployed. So I was really... Uh, kind of beat down and kind of well sometimes when you're that far down there's only one place to go and that's up so that's kind of when my life turned around in a way
0: well let's see just how far down we can go because i want to have that kick in the gut moment conversation and you just mentioned a couple potentials which is one losing your job huge yeah. kick in the gut cancer way bigger doesn't even compare to losing your job um but if you would share that kick in the gut moment moment with us and really make us feel that
1: i had a um A personal goal. I didn't even talk about it that much, but I just like because I had a very successful older brother. But I I wanted to be a VP by the time I was forty. It was just something I was driving for, and I I got. I became VP of this training company. Well, it turns out that that job was not meant to be. I I, they they needed a a life preserver, not a marketing director, and um, so my position was eliminated shortly after I took the gig and. You know, I went from being somebody with a very healthy ego, good self-confidence, self-esteem. In fact, I went home and told my wife, don't worry, I'll be fielding multiple lucrative job offers in a matter of days, if not weeks. And when that turned into literally 16 months of unemployment, um, it just wrecked my – you know, when you see your neighbors going off to work and – and, you know, my wife goes off to work and my kids went to school. There I am. I'm, I'm doing everything back then, monster, and I forget all the other job boards. And I'm, I'm buying multiple papers. I was willing to relocate. I was doing everything calling people, networking, doing everything I knew to find work. And it just wasn't happening for me. And, and you know, as I when, I, when I give my talks, I go, I went from being, you know, very, very confident uh, um, VP of marketing to an unemployed loser because that's really how I felt. And um, there was that one day in uh, in July when I picked up the phone. Right that that whole morning, I'm thinking, you know, what am I going to do to turn this around? I really, really need to find a job. And I remember it was 8:58 because our our old microwave oven had those green square numbers. <laughs> and I looked up and the phone rang, and it was 8:58. And it's kind of burned in my brain. And it's my doctor I said, Jim, I'm really sorry, but it is malignant. We need to find you a surgeon right away. And all of a sudden, finding work was like. That was gone. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. forget the what, job. What? I need it. What am I going to do to stay alive? And yeah. um, so that really shifted priorities. Um, the funny thing is, over the over the four weeks or almost six weeks, when from the time I found out about it until the time we scheduled surgery and were come up with a game plan, I was interviewing and I actually landed a position. So if you can imagine, I was I was um, w- talking with this company with my head just swimming with what ifs and I'm thinking well should I even tell them and I said nah I ultimately decided not to because if I have the surgery and it's successful and I'm healed boom they'll never have to know and conversely if it goes haywire I'll have to tell them but why put a monkey wrench in that so I didn't say anything and literally Wally, the day before I had my surgery on Friday that Thursday afternoon the CEO of that company called and offered me the position to um, start a franchise program for their their, um, 42 chain um, operation and so I kind of I remember driving to Philadelphia that Friday morning for my... To, for my surgery, thinking, well, at least I got one monkey off my back, mm-hmm. and um, literally, so that was um, that was the end of August, and a couple weeks after that, I'm I'm on the couch, September 11, 2001, and like so many people, saw the planes hit the towers, and mm-hmm. and and the whole world turned upside down, and a, about a week after that, my new employer called and said, Jim, we're gonna have to rescind the offer. I mean, it's quite expensive to start a franchise; it's at least two hundred and two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And he said, I just don't know what's happening. I'm sure you can appreciate this. It's awkward, but let's stay in touch, blah, blah, blah. So that was the, that. Was that. <laughs> and, um, and then October 2001, is, is I, I just prayed, like, man, I don't know what to do. I, I Tell me what to do. And I be, it became clear to me that I was supposed to become an entrepreneur. And that's when I started my first business.
0: And what was that first business?
1: It was called dynamic communication. I was going to be a consultant because I've had a you know pretty diverse career in, in, in retail and association marketing and franchising. And I thought I've got a lot to offer, but I also knew that being a consultant is pretty hard. You're selling an intangible yourself, and that's going to be a a, a, a longer sales process. But I I was very good at newsletters. Wally, I did my first newsletter when I was 21 years old at, when I was managing a bicycle store, and and I did newsletters at every job I had after that, and uh, so I started offering my services uh, to write and design newsletters for local companies and chambers and nonprofits and associations, and I grew that business to multiple six figures in five years. And but then I, I realized um, about five years in, there was one summer evening, and my wife Stephanie said, uh, "I got a question for you. When are we going to go on vacation? We haven't been on vacation since before you lost your job, and because I've just been working and working and working, building the business." And um, my first thought was, well, I think we can put together uh, some kind of a vacation here. But from from a cash flow standpoint, but then what really shook me up, Wally, was I was it. I mean, yeah, mm. my business card, my glossy business card from Vista Print said, you know, founder and president of Dynamic Communication. <laughs> but I was it. I was 100 percent the business, chief cook and bottle washer. And I thought, if I go away, this was like before rings central. Who's going to answer my phone? I didn't know how that was all going to work. So. Um, we did go on vacation, I kind of you know, had talks with all my, my clients, I had about 22 clients at the time, and uh, but right about that time I discovered internet marketing and discovered uh, Dan Kennedy and the Glazer Kennedy world, I learned about inter- inter- or, um, direct response copywriting and leverage and that was about the time I read Think Grow Rich for the first time and I learned about um, the power of the subconscious mind, it was a very big year for me. Um, and the question that actually changed the direction of, of my business and my life was I think it was it came out of the book The New Psycho Cybernetics. And it and it you say it out loud so your ears actually hear your voice, not just your inner voice. But it basically the question was how do I use how do I leverage my skill and talent for writing and designing newsletters and instead of being paid one customer at a time and then hoping, wishing and praying they come back and order another one, I can be paid by multiple people. And that question led to me starting my first internet business called No Hassle Newsletters, which ultimately I had thousands of clients use it in nine different countries on a monthly membership basis. And from there, I launched um, No Hassle Social Media, Concierge Print and Mail and Demand, Custom Article Generator, and two or three other smaller internet businesses. And I created Success Advantage Publishing, uh, a number of info products, courses, self-published all my books. and. It all took off, and then, like I said, a lot of people started saying, man, I wanna do what you're doing, can you help me? And that's when I started coaching. And five years ago, we we bought our first boat, and um, I decided I'm no longer gonna be working on Fridays because I wanted to have like three-day weekends, perpetually, at least in the warm weather. Mm -hmm. And um, that was the start. And then, you know, um, uh, two years ago, I stopped working on Mondays, so I now do all my my interviews, like I'm doing with yourself and, and my coaching clients, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And again, a year ago is when we moved on our boat full time. And I think that catches you up.
0: <laughs> no, that's pretty awesome. And, and I want to clarify something. As I said, that I'll be going to Florida to retire. And I know you take your boat down to Florida during the um, you know warmer months. And what, or to, I guess during the colder months down to Florida and other places. It's warm in Florida, but cold in other places. But what I plan on doing is coaching and consulting, and I'm looking at, you know, initially, I'm going to be ramping up as much as I can, but I eventually want to get to the point to where, you know, I'm working maybe four, four, maybe three days, maybe I'll catch that dream, but, you know, that type of stuff is is joy for me, I absolutely love doing that, bottom line is I won't be working for anybody else, and um, I won't be punching the clock, and I'll be working with people that I want to work with, which is, you know, freedom in itself, uh, as far as I'm concerned,
1: and that is I mean that is a worthwhile goal Um, in two weeks I'm flying out to uh, California to do a keynote for a friend of mine I don't travel that much anymore but I said yes to him and um, one of the things I'm going to be talking about are the the choices that we make like if you tell if you ask somebody what's your dream house look like Wally they'll go for an hour about the color the shape the number of rooms the view it has where it's located Mm -hmm. they'll paint this picture and just extraordinary detail and then if i was to say what's your dream business look like i just want to earn more money i want to work Mm -hmm. less you know there's like two or three big things earn money work less and in reality you're not going to achieve any of that unless you get very very clear i mean i had a goal many years ago that i wanted to work three days a week because at the point i created that goal which was probably around year 12 or so i mean if I was to look back at the hours I put in in the first 12 years, it probably equaled the last 30 years of my career, you know? And I just didn't want to keep that up. And so when I decided I wanted to work three days a week, I had to figure out how many clients I could handle in three days. And then I had to figure out, well, what do I need to make? And that's when I started reshaping some of my programs and working with Mm -hmm. higher level people. And so you sort of have to figure out what it is you want and then reverse engineer how it's going to happen. And with that kind of clarity and you know I, I had some help with some some help from some smart people we figured it out and I, and I absolutely made it happen but it really needs to start with a with a clear picture of what it is you want to do
0: yeah absolutely i 100 percent agree with that obviously because i noticed i didn't say a dollar figure because i know what my figure is for my lifestyle and by that just exactly what you just said i just determine how many people i want to work with and, and then ultimately you know How many I can work with to make the income that I want determines how I'm going to charge. You know, how am I going to get paid? Uh, That's where where my mindset's at. It's more about my lifestyle than it is making money because I'm not chasing. I was that guy years ago chasing that six, seven-figure income. Got to the six-figure income and then I still wasn't happy. I was like, what am I? My wife kept saying, what the hell are you chasing? You know, and, you know, that's where this whole abundance thing came from. So what are some good news stories of what you're doing now? Um, that is uh changing lives and paying it forward.
1: Um, so there's some things that I'm doing. You know, well that's interesting. Pay it forward term because uh, I started a Facebook group called Build Your Dream Business. Now it's free to join. Um, we're just approaching 500 um, entrepreneurs and small business owners in the group. Uh, I do something called Free Training Thursday, where every Thursday I get on and I teach for free. Um. And it's just so funny you ask that as, as we're doing the interview, Wally. But I've been looking at the engagement that I'm getting within the group. And as the group continues to get larger, the engagement number is going down. Now, for, for one thing, that's not good with Facebook because they reward good engagement. And, and the more I post my stuff and do my training, fewer and fewer people are seeing it, including people that say they want to in the group. So, And then the other thing that hit me just uh, last week, I, I, we did this really good training. And um, I had a guest on. And I said, hey, you know, most of the people watch this on the replay, but do me a favor and post a comment here and just, you know, thank my guests for being on. Blah, blah. And like one person, when I, one person out of like 100 people said thank you. And it really ticked me off, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah. And so what I did is I shot this video. And uh, posted it to the group, and I said, listen, things are going to change now. I said, admission to the group is still free, but they're moving forward, starting today, there will be rent to be paid, and the rent you're going to pay is in terms of engagement. I said, I'm not looking for you know a, a constant pat on my back, but um, you can post a question. You can jump in and support somebody else that's asking a question in the group. You probably have a lot to share yourself. You can um, t- tell other people about the group. Uh, if, if like a training just say hey thanks in other words i don't want you sitting back there being a lurker and a taker you have to give as much as as much as you're here to take um so that's what i've been doing i've been doing i started it last thanksgiving so we're just at the six month mark um and it's interesting you know in a way i see that as paying it forward i don't that's part of it because part of it is I really want to help more people live their dream lifestyle because, you know, I, I saw this statistic the other day which floored me. I mean, we've all heard that 80% of small businesses fail within five years, right? That's mm-hmm. been true for generations. But what I didn't realize is that of those businesses that succeed or keep going, the average income for a small business owner is $58,399. And, Wally, I'm like, what? <laughs> the average – you own a business and you you have the – the headaches and the sleepless nights and the payroll, and you're the last one paid, and this you have all the anguish that goes with being a small business owner for probably less money than you made at your last job. And I think that's horribly wrong. Yeah. And so, I, I want to help more people, you know, earn that higher income so they can really have control of their life. So, I think the group is one way that I'm doing that,
0: right? Right. And how specifically do you do that for these businesses?
1: Uh, by teaching them uh, pretty much I'm an open book when I do a training I don't hold back and say here let me give you some stuff and if you want the rest you can hire me I I pretty much let it out there (laughs) and um, you know for watching my videos reading my books etc you can learn pretty much everything you need to know about how I did it how I created multiple streams of revenue that's a big thing I teach I mean I I think a dream business has multiple streams of revenue it's fun to operate it's always growing even during crappy economies it allows you uh, to live the lifestyle you want it also provides you the opportunity to serve others and give back in, in a way that you determine is good. So, I mean, there's a lot of characteristics of a dream business that I, th- that I came up with, my own definition, but then people can put their own thing on it. Like, I helped a, uh, a couple doctors double the size of their practice, and one of them actually said, Jim, you know, I'm, I'm a doctor, but I want to do what you do. I want to see patients three days a week, and, and two years later, she was doing that. And I got to tell you, I mean, the paycheck is pretty good, but that lights me up. Just as much, if not more, when when you, when I help people be able to do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, for the business owners out there, you're scratching your head, going, "How in the world does somebody do that?" Listen, there are so many ways. Look, that doctor's great at what they do. Uh, chiropractors I work with, you know, all these people are great at what they do, as far as doctors, chiropractors, practitioners, plumbers. But they suck at business. They suck mm-hmm. at marketing and they shouldn't inherently you have to be good at it but you shouldn't be the one doing it that's my belief that's when you hire somebody like Jim or I and uh, so many other people out there to come in and look at your business and show you all the missed income opportunities within your business with JVs, upsells, downsells, cross sales, all kinds of different strategies and not even getting into marketing we're just talking about the structure of the business um, that can truly you know free up a lot of your time and increase your income it's it's if, just amazing you just got to learn it
1: if we have time I, I i probably in about three minutes i can give you a little bit of a well i don't know what i'll call it, dissertation on what i did for this one doctor because it's instructive about the steps that someone might might take right. in their business do me to do that yeah absolutely hit it okay so this person because you, you you mentioned she was a, a chiropractor but she's also um, a holistic healer um, um she used uh, i'm trying to think of the word um she used a term called functional medicine uh, and different things like that. Anyway, we were we were she was working with me for about a year, and we're taking you know I'm helping her with her practice and doing different things. Again, I don't know anything about that, and that's okay. I'm a marketing guy, and she's doing um, better. But she goes, Jim, we really need to step this up, and that's when I said, well, let's let's work on a on a greater scale than we're doing now. Anyway, she followed the plan that um, it's what I call my million dollar platform. And I said, you just have to be prepared that some of your patients are now going to see you as a celebrity. And she goes, Jim Palmer, they will not. (laughs) She's kind of a a shy, laid back person. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, I discovered that this thing that was on her website called functional medicine. She just listed that. And I don't know what And One day on our call, she said, hey, Jim, I got to tell you, we had somebody drive three hours to see me. I said, why in the world would they do that? No offense. She goes, well, because they saw on my website I practice functional medicine. I said, what's that? And She told me. I said, you are now the functional medicine doc. And so I rebranded her the functional medicine doc, right? We created a whole new website. Uh, we helped her write a book. I got her doing videos, which was horribly uncomfortable for her. And, but she just was her natural aw shucks kind of self um, we had her going on podcasts um, as a guest we started her own podcast where she was interviewing people she became a speaker she was just like me deathly afraid of it she became a speaker and literally um It was about a year after that when we started this whole program that she she said, I have to be honest, one of my patients, my new patients, came in carrying my book and asked me to autograph it, and he wanted a picture with me. (laughs) She goes, I turned all red. (laughs) I said, I told you that was going to happen. But the bottom line is – I know. She then started – she that started raising her. She goes, "What do I do?" I've got more. I said, "Start raising your rates. I mean, it, it's demand, right? So if more people want to see you, then you have time for it, Then start raising your rates." And ultimately, mm-hmm. she um, she started seeing patients three days a week. One day a week was working specifically dedicated to the marketing and doing everything else, keeping that because that sometimes success breeds failure because you you forget everything that got you there and you <laughs> you right. stop your marketing and do everything. But so she said, Mondays is my marketing day. I see patients. Just like you, Jim Palmer, I see him t- Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday is either I can do anything I want. I might work in the office or I might go take off. I might walk my dogs, whatever it is. I'm seeing patients three days a week. And, and one of the last things I helped her do, she goes, what do you think is next? And I said, I-, I got an idea, but I'm afraid you better sit down. She goes, I think you ought to have people apply to be seen by you. And ultimately, she did that. So, if anybody was to call because they hear on an interview, read her book, etc., they call and they get somebody at the front desk and they say, "Well, sure. Um, I'm going to send you a link to a questionnaire, and you're going to fill that out. And then Dr. Carey will review this. Um, and if she feels she can help you, she'll then schedule an initial visit with you via Skype video. And then if you both agree it's a good fit, then she'll bring you on as a patient." I mean, you know how many people would like, oh, my God, somebody says they got a store back. Bring him in. Bring him in Monday at 3.30, you know? Yeah. But she takes him through this process, and when they finally get to meet her, it's like meeting a celebrity, and all they want to do is say, yes, can you help fix me?
0: Wow. Yeah. What a what a drastic shift in mindset and <laughs> in, in the whole bit. I mean, it's just totally amazing. I love that story. Well, brother, we're going to pay it forward here uh, at this point. Are you ready to do that? Yes. Outstanding. Entrepreneurs and small business owners, check this out. I know that you are amazing at what you do, whether you're a chef or a plumber or a chiropractor, dentist, contractor, architect, whatever it is, I know you are badass at what you do. And if you're not seeing the results that you want, meaning if you're not making the money that you want and you're not getting the clients that you want, I'm talking that perfect client that you'd love to work with, and instead you have those clients that are just difficult and won't pay you what you're worth, if that's the case, the problem is you suck at business and you suck at marketing. And I'm telling you this out of the kindness of my heart. I see businesses struggling every day and one of the first things that I see that's easy to see is their marketing. Their marketing sucks. Their marketing is like everybody else's. They're saying stuff like, call this number for a free consultation or call this number for a free estimate or call this number so that we can sell you and get you on the phone and talk you into buying stuff that you don't even know you want to buy yet. Okay, I threw that stuff in there myself. Nobody's really saying that, but that's what they're actually saying. That's what you're seeing when you see an ad like that. That's what you're seeing when you see a a marketing piece like that on Facebook, on a billboard, on TV, on the radio, wherever it's at. Look, you got into business to make a difference. You got into business to show off your skills and you got into business ultimately to make money, right? So why are you not doing that? And why are you spending money on advertising that is simply not working? I'll tell you why. Because chances are you never hired anybody to help you with your marketing and even if you did... Some of those guys out there, most of the guys out there, quite frankly, are using outdated techniques. They want you to brand your company. They want you to brand your company and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars like Coca-Cola does just to get their name out there or any of the other big names like Budweiser. That's not where you're at right now in business. That's not where you should be. You should be marketing in a specific way that I can show you how to market. But here's the thing. Marketing, regardless of what anybody says, is not going to bring you immediate revenue. Now, I can alter your current marketing. I can make your marketing better. And I can help you get leads much quicker and convert many more leads. I can take the leads that you're currently getting every single day and every month and convert them way better than what your current uh, conversion rates are. But I also have techniques, specific business strategies that are gonna put money in your pocket in the next couple of weeks. That's what I do and that's what I'm here offering to you right now. What I wanna do is I'm in the process of starting a new podcast and it's gonna be based around business breakthroughs where I'm going to sit down and evaluate a business And go through the whole process from the marketing to two, maybe three of the hundreds of strategies that I have stored in my e-learning platform. And just for being a listener of this podcast, the Men of Abundance podcast, I'm offering you the opportunity to be amongst the first businesses that I review for this new podcast. I haven't even got the name of it yet, but I'm already doing business reviews and recording them and getting case studies for this podcast. And what I'm looking for is unique and different industries to do these case studies with. And each and every business owner that I do this evaluation for is going to walk away with some amazing ideas to implement and double, triple, quadruple, and beyond their revenue over the next 12 months to five years. Now, here's the thing. This podcast is not going to be a long-lasting podcast. I'm only going to do this for maybe a season of two to three months, Because I think in that time, I'm going to get more than enough case studies that is going to prove how well my system works for virtually any industry out there. So if you're struggling in your business and can't figure out why, and what I have just said has got you excited, send me an email to info at apmasterycoach.com. In the email, explain to me a little bit about your business, your industry, what your main struggles are, what your biggest wins are. Don't forget that part. I want to know what your biggest wins are, along with your biggest struggles. And then I will get back with you so that we can start getting the ball rolling to getting a recorded evaluation of your business. And by the way, if for whatever reason you don't want your business evaluation put out on a podcast for the whole world to listen to then let me know that as well because what we'll do is we can still record and I will just use your results anonymously. I won't even use the business name. I'll use the industry but not the business name so that all of our listeners can benefit from the evaluation and that gives you the opportunity to get your business evaluated even if you don't want to put out there so that you can go implement the strategies that we come up with during the evaluation. So again, if you want me to evaluate your business so that you can finally start living the life of abundance and prosperity in your life and your business, then send me an email to info at apmasterycoach.com. Now, let's get back to the conversation. Share with men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today.
1: So, number one, um, I'm going to assume we're talking to entrepreneurs, but if not, you can apply this in your in your even in your job, I guess. Um, you recognize one thing that you will earn a lot more income, you'll earn significantly more revenue in, in a business for what you for who you are than what you do. And so, the one thing that I helped, like Dr. Carey and so many others, it's not about the deliverable. All right, um, if you're an accountant and you know. You got. You, let's say you live in a major city, and somebody's looking for an accountant. and They type your. Uh, I'm looking for an accountant in El Paso, Texas. I guarantee you, there's going to be probably 1,300 mm-hmm. accountants. And how do you stand out amongst all the alsos, which are people that also do what you do? And that's the branding. That's the positioning. You have to find out where the where the greatest piece of the pie is. What are they looking for? What's most important to them? And how do you attract those people? So that's it's, it's more about who you are. The truth of the matter is, I, I never went to school for desktop publishing. I was self-taught, you know. Uh, God knows, I struggled with the English language, so I hired editors to proofread the newsletters I would create. I was completely self-taught, but I branded myself early on the newsletter guru. And people that thought, "Well, this guy's the newsletter guru. He must be the best," <laughs> you know, at what he's doing. And and so it really is about the brand. Um, the next thing I think you ought to do is recognize there's there's a lot to be said for consistency and persistency above perfection. So many people, I'm working with a guy now who's kind of from corporate America, and he's, I'm slowly working him into the entrepreneurial mindset. But he says, well, I'm going to blog once a week. I said, why can't you blog three times? Because I want to make sure the articles are good. I said, forget that. First of all, nobody's going to read them finish to start Mm -hmm. to finish And, and you want to be top of mind and we're in a very very noisy very densely populated society right now thanks to all these different forms of social media you need to be rising above the noise you need to dominate the conversation with all the different things from from podcasting to videos to books to speaking to so all the different forms of social media you have to be out there in a very very consistent and persistent way um, <clears throat> let's see, you wanted three?
0: Two to three, or one to three, that's fine.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, well, I'll, I'll take the next question unless you want me to keep going. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. No, that's brilliant. I love that. Absolutely okay. love that. So what daily habits make the biggest impact in your life?
1: Uh, number one, I've always been an early riser and I uh, will have to become completely honest, a little less so now that I live in the boat because I sleep so well in the boat, but mm. I was usually working by five some days. If I'm in a, if I'm in what I call pre-DBA, which is my Dream Bus Academy, or if I'm writing a book. If I'm doing something that's quite labor-intensive and it happens to be shoehorned into an already busy schedule, I, I could get up at 4.30 and just go down to my desk. I don't turn on the news. I don't turn on social media or Facebook. I don't I don't even listen to music, Wally, because I don't want the singing to distract me, and, and some song is going to take me to a memory somewhere. <laughs> so I literally mm-hmm. just go to my desk. I open my word processor, and I'll work. If it's 4.30 or 5, I'll usually work for 90 minutes to two hours, um, and Stephanie will get up, or in the old days, the kids would rise and get ready for school. But that was like two to three hours of uninterrupted just brain time. I could never write a book during the day or even at night because I get too tired. So I've always been an early riser. Um, I've always focused on um, the value that I'm delivering and not so much what it is or how, how long it takes me. Um, so it kind of goes back to who you are and not what you do. You remember that whole thing? Was it was it Picasso painted something on a napkin? He said, "What is it? Three thousand mm-hmm. dollars." Well, it took you five minutes? No, it took me, you know, fifty years to do that. Right, Slightly absolutely. messed it up, but, but mm-hmm. it's this. It's like that in your business. Like, in the course of the interview you and I are doing, I probably gave out some advice that could really substantially improve somebody's business. But that took me, you know, thirty to forty years <laughs> to get my mind to be able to do that. And number one, there's experience. Number two, I've done a lot of interviews, so I'm I'm better at this. But, it's all about it's all about how can you have the biggest impact. Impact. How can you serve the biggest audience and and provide the most value, and and those are the people who are who are going to really do well.
0: Yeah, absolutely, excellent. So, what would you recommend our abundant leaders read or listen to, and why?
1: I, I'm a big. So, the, here's another thing. I've I, and it's probably just in this year, and I, I don't know if it'll be my next book or not. But it's, I see people. Um, it's interesting what are you know I, I saw somebody post recently you know wh- what are the last six books you read I don't know cuz I've I've really slowed that pace down I used to believe that to have a very open mind and there's, a, there's an expression I'm a lifelong student and I totally get that we're never really done but I think if you're constantly learning and constantly shoveling more stuff in and going to one more seminar buying one more course I mean, sometimes that becomes a crutch for inactivity mm. and what I've seen with more people that I've worked with than not is you already know what you need to do to keep to start moving and start going forward. Um but there is a book that I read, uh, just popped into my head. It was about a year ago. Is it, it was a book called Me Ink by Gene Simmons, the bass player for Kiss. Oh yeah. Great book. <laughs> and um that guy's an entrepreneur. I mean if you could we could debate his musician sk- skills, although he sold millions and millions of records. But mm-hmm. that Me Ink book, I'll I'll kind of summarize it real briefly. He went in this one chapter and said, you know, I never took a music lesson. I've been one of the most successful bands you know in music history. I became a record producer, never went to school for producing or engineering. I just knew what sounded right. He said, um, he goes through all, he became an actor, never had an acting lesson. He started a marketing company, which is like a hundred million dollar marketing firm. And he did all this. And then he, his ultimate gig was, um, I heard him speak once at this convention. And he said, I wanted to become a speaker. And I said, but I didn't want to speak for $10,000. I wanted to earn hundred dollars to $100,000 a speech. And so he went to the number one speaking agency and they told him this. And he said, no, even our best speakers, even ex-presidents get like, you know, maybe 30 grand. So he said, I fired them, started my own agency, and I'm here and I'm getting paid 50 grand. <laughs> it's like, this whole can-do attitude, without saying if I only had a better education, if I only had more training, if I only had this, if I only had that, you just friggin' do it.
0: Yeah, listen, I'm glad you brought that up, Gene. If you guys have not read that book, and you, you know, you look at somebody and think, well, Gene, he's just, you know, a singer of a rock band from the '80s. Wrong. This man, and many others, you got to look into some of these people. But man what an, his story from start to finish is simply amazing I'd love to have a conversation with that guy yeah <clears throat> not to mention I've always been a fan for, for many many years
1: you know it's interesting because I go think ahead. you and I are close to the same age Wally so I saw them in 1977 mm-hmm. and then 20 years later when they came back like reunited and put the paint back on I took my two boys to see them so it was like a 20 year span yeah, wow <laughs> man
0: fun. yeah I saw the, the uh, look it up tour yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. we've been around for a little while. Um, yep. So what do you feel holds most, you've already mentioned it quite a few times, let's roll it in together here, what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance?
1: It's the what ifs. Yeah. um you know um it, it, it is out there and I don't care what the economy is doing I don't care who's in the White House or who's in Congress I don't care what's going on there are people making lots of money and I don't I mean legally but uh, and morally and ethically and all that but they're providing a, they're providing a lot of value and, and when people want what you have, they're willing to pay for it. That's the, the other thing is people don't realize there's a thing called price elasticity. Well, I see a lot of people doing it for this. Well, then reposition, repackage yourself. And by the way, do what I'm t- suggesting you do and, and create this persona where you're the best at what you do and people will actually pay you more money. I mean – when I got cancer and I needed a surgeon, I'd say, "Well, who's convenient? Hey, who's who, who's closest to us? <laughs> you know, who's the best at this?" Right? I mean, when when you when you need something, and whether it's good marketing or whatever it is, you want people generally want to hire the best there is, or at least to the to the degree that they're they're comfortable doing that. So, that's that's really what they need to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What does living a life of abundance mean to you?
1: It means not having to worry um, about either money or time. Um, I mean, there's the whole uh, my faith component, which is a big part of that. And I've, I've actually got a uh, I did a free audiobook called Serve First. It's it's on my website. It's totally free. There's no even opt in. You can just listen to it because I wanted to get it out there in the biggest way possible. But Serve First is how Stephanie and I, you know, live our private life, and and you know, we give back in both monetarily and and with our time in a pretty big way, and. Um, I think that's the other thing, which sometimes I, I'll, I'll work with a client and they'll say, well, I'm much more of a nonprofit mindset. And I said, and my my expression is, if you want to help the poor, the biggest way to do that is not be one of them. Let's create a business that makes you so much money. You can make a, even a bigger impact than you want to make right now.
0: Yeah, very good point. I love that. I love that quote. So we're going to wrap this up, brother. And uh, before we do, what did we not talk about today that you want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today?
1: I'm looking at a uh, an hourglass, it's one of the few things I brought from my home office to my boat and I realized 17 years ago when I was sitting on the surgeon's table how short life can be and I want to tell you, I don't care how old you are, the sand is running out of the hourglass. Um, another way to say that is we are all playing on the main stage right now, this is not a dress rehearsal, eventually the curtain's going to come down and there will be no do-over, at least on this side of the curtain, right? <laughs> so, So yeah. go play your bigger game, go live a life of abundance
0: wonderful excellent message man i truly appreciate your time i dig all the wisdom that you shared with us make sure i have um, a list i've got a list of many of your books here but make sure i have everything a list of books and links and anything else that you want to share in the show notes and i'll make sure all that stuff's up there
1: that's good i'll I'll put a uh, i'll send you a quick message and and give you the website where you can find it and and the link to my facebook group and things like that so you, you can have all that
0: outstanding man I appreciate that and just go out and live your life of a bonus man keep paying it forward like you are I truly appreciate that and aloha
1: aloha to you well Thank, thanks so much Wally All
0: right, my pleasure all right guys I can only encourage you to go back and listen to those action steps again because that is extremely powerful go back and listen to the pay it forward session and the rest of the conversation for that matter because I personally got a lot out of that conversation I get quite a bit from watching Jim's live videos, and I can't say enough. I just am very picky about where I spend my time because there are so many amazing men and women out there to watch and, and emulate. Jim is definitely one of those guys that I really dig watching his videos. He's not pompous about it like some guys out there are. He's just living his life, man. He's sharing his experiences and his knowledge with us. And I greatly appreciate that because he is a true abundant leader. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and always pay it forward.
1: That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.